Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. Screen Guild play tonight, The Voice of Hugo Land. The starring players. Uh, this is Lionel Barrymore. This is Martha O'Driscoll. And this is Noah Beery Jr. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in one of the screen's most heartwarming stories. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's The Voice of Bugle Ann by McKinley Cantor. It stars Martha O'Driscoll as Camden Terry, Lionel Barrymore as Springfield Davis, and Noah Berry Jr. as his son Benji. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Voice of Bugle Ann. you might say. Just a dog that's chasing a fox. But to my paw, that was the sweetest sound this side of heaven. That was the voice of Bugle Ann. Down in our part of the world, most everybody likes to run a fox. But with Pa, it, it was more than just a kind of game. With him, it was, well, almost a sort of religion. You see, we've got our own notions about a fox hunt. We don't ride no horses or wear funny caps. We just raise hounds and train them to hunt. And the fox has a chance, the way we play. He just holds up when he gets tired, and then we blow a horn, the hounds come on home. <laughs> and then the next night, we can run him all over again. Yes, sir, that was the kind of hunting my pa used to love. And there wasn't a hound he ever bred that he didn't feel kind of special about. But the one that wrapped herself clean around his heart was a little female called Bugle Ann. Here, child. That's Bugle Ann. Yes, sir. Out in front of the pack again. That voice of hers is just like music. Never was a hound voice like that in the whole state of Missouri. I 
waited a long time to have a hound like that. That's worth it, Spring. You can breed a great line of Davis dogs out of her. Ain't going to be no Davis line out of her. She's a lady, Bugle is. She's a maiden. And there won't never be another hound voice like hers in the world. Spring, you're so plumb foolish over there. Hound, you make me sick. <laughs> Can't help it, Cal. Sometimes I feel like I don't deserve her. You there, Paul? Oh, that you, Benji? You're kind of late. Oh, it took longer in town than I expected. Couldn't find the right part for that well pump. Listen, Spring. They're turning around now, swinging up past the old Camden place. Yeah, yeah just about, Cal. Paul, I just come by the Camden place. There were lights in the house. Yes, that's right. I heard some of the Camdens be coming back home. Champions was great hound people in their day. Well, uh, 20 or 30 years ago. This is a son-in-law of the old Camdens. His name is Terry. And he aims to raise sheep. Sheep? Boy, that means a fence. Dell Lacey's paw was at the lumber yard, and this fellow Terry was, well, he was ordering posts and wire. Wire? What kind of wire? Wolf wire, Paul. Hog tight, bull strong, and horse high. I remember this Jacob Terry. Sure enough. And he married Effie Camden. I heard she died up in Jackson County, leaving one daughter. I wouldn't call this Jacob Terry a pleasant man. Heard he whipped a horse once with a hunky hickory. You can't condemn a man on what you hear, Cal. Still, a wolf wire fence can be mighty bad. Fox hits a fence like that in the dark, and he's small, you know. He gets through without choking to death, but a hound, he's liable to get hurt. They're turning around again, Spring. You want to blow that bugle and bring him in? No, no. Ain't no fences yet. Let him run for a while. Besides, I think we better visit this Jacob Terry. Yes, Father? What you doing out here in the dark? Just listening to the hounds. Uh, it's in your blood, too, just like your mother's. She cared more for them dogs than she did for me. But, Father... I won't have them on my property, you understand? Them hounds are the fools that make a fuss over them. We ain't come back here to play no game with dogs. We come here to raise sheep. They might as well know it. Hello there. Someone's coming. So late at night. What for? Well, why don't you ask him and find out? Yes? Who is it? Uh, just a few friends and neighbors. Uh, you must be Miss Camden, I reckon. Yes, I'm Camden, Terry. This is my father. Well, I'm Spring Davis. This is my son, Benji, and this is Cal Royster. It's nice to meet you all. Uh, is, uh, is anything wrong? Oh, no, not a thing, Miss Camden. We... We just wanted to have a word with your father. A little matter we want to discuss. Well, say what you want and get out. Can't stand here losing sleep all night. Mr. Terry, we heard you was going to put up a wool wire fence. Well? Well, a hound can't get through that kind of a fence. It's sure to get hurt. Well, if they get hurt, that's their fault. I'm going to raise sheep. Father, don't you think... I'll watch my affairs, you watch yours. Don't fetch a bucket of water. But, Mr. Terry, you can build a fence to keep your sheep in and still not hurt our hounds. 
Besides, our hounds never killed any sheep. No, and they ain't gonna get a chance. Yeah, but no one's ever put up such a fence in these parts. Yeah, then mine'll be the first. Father, all you have to do I is... told you to fetch a bucket of water. All right. Miss Camden, can I help you with that? I'm sorry you... You put that bucket down. You heard what I said, you put... Don't say it. Come on, Benji, we're going now. Well, there's something else you better hear before you clear off. A hound ain't the only thing that's going to get hurt if it comes sneaking around my property. Mr. Terry, there ain't nobody going to get hurt. Nobody. Unless you say so. That was the first time I ever saw Camden. <laughs> oh, but I think we both knew right from the start it, it wasn't going to be the last. Of course, her father never knew about it, but, well, we used to meet pretty often after that. Warm summer nights, we'd drive up on the ridge in her ford. Well, I guess the whole world seemed kind of beautiful until the night the trouble started. I just left Camden. I was walking home when, well, I heard the yipping of dogs. Steady, boy. Steady now. We'll get you fixed up good as new. See his leg spring? Rip clean open. Cal, when things happen to bugle and... Pa, that you? Over here, Benji, inside the fence. What's the matter, Pa? You, you sound kind of mad. One of Cal's dogs got hurt on the fence. And bugle and... I don't know yet. She ain't come in. Oh, well, she'll be all right, Pa. Sure she will. You there. What you doing on my land? There's Terry now. Go on, all of you. Get out of my pasture. Now, ain't no sense pointing a gun, Jacob. I just come in here after my hound. Well, if your dog's in here, it's got no good business among my sheep. But this is Bugle Ann. She wouldn't hurt nothing. Makes no difference to me. You keep your blamed dogs off my land or they'll get a dose of number ten shot in the high end. Now, you take a word from me, Jacob Terry. Paul, you... Wait a minute. Listen. That's Bugle Ann. Yes, uh, it's her, all right. Mr. Terry, it's mighty lucky for you she's out there running safe and sound. You mean it's mighty lucky for the hound. Come along, Cal. Come on, Benji. Mr. Terry, I, I'm awful sorry we had all this trouble. Really, I'm I'm sorry. You're a Davis, aren't you? Yes, sir, that's my name. Well, I don't like it. So don't come near my girl Camden no more, you hear me? But I... I care a lot for Camden, sir. Foxhounds and Davises are all the same breed. And I'll kill any cur that steps on this grass. Jake, if you shoot a Davis hound, I'll blow you clean to glory. All right, Benji. Let's go, Cal. Camden, come in here. You want me, Father? Yes. Where were you tonight? I was... I was out in the Ford. In the Ford? Well, it's my car. Uncle Newt gave it to me. You said you were going to a picture show. I... Well, I changed my mind. It was so warm. You lied to me. No, I didn't. You just wanted a lollygag with a no-account lazy pup. Stop it! I would have you talk that way about Benji. I said I didn't want you to see him again. You have no right. I'm in love with him. What you do or say won't make any... I hate you. I've always hated you. I'll hate you as long as you're alive.
if she doesn't answer, Paul. Yeah, maybe I better try again, son. That's strange. She was always the first to come in. Spring. Hold it, Spring. Find anything, Cal? Spring, I, I gotta tell you something. Only you have to get hold of yourself. Something happened to Bugle Ann. Well, I ain't exactly sure, you see. I I was down there looking by Terry's soft pasture and I heard a kind of yip like, well, like it might be a dog that's been hurt. Was it Bugle Ann? I don't know. While I'm standing there, I hear a car start up and then I climb inside that dang fence and turn on the flash and have a look. Did you find it, Cal? Well, not exactly, only... You remember, remember how she caught her foot in that rat trap? Before she was weaned? That's right. Uh, she lost a toe. Never seemed to bother her, none. I know, but right along the fence by the road, we found some tracks. Couldn't be no mistake about Bugle Were they her tracks, Cal? I reckon they were. All right, Benji. You better get going. Where to, Pa? Home first to get me my gun. And we're going over to see Jacob Terry. <laughs> The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild play will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. There's a certain unmistakable look about a woman in love. A radiant look. A happy, confident look. And women are discovering my new shade of face powder gives them that same look of happy radiance. I've called this new shade Bridal Pink because it makes even a bride look more romantic and appealing on her wedding day. Now, Lady Esther Bridal Pink doesn't look pink on your skin. Women say it doesn't even look like face powder. It has a certain subtle romantic quality that's difficult to put into words. And your own coloring makes very little difference. Whether your hair is blonde, brunette, auburn or brown, Bridal Pink will instantly give new tone and life to your skin. New highlights of beauty to your hair. New sparkle to your eyes. Lady Esther face powder is blended by the tremendous speed and force of hurricanes. Its texture is like no powder texture you've ever known. It spreads smoothly, evenly, like a delicate film of beauty on your skin. Tiny lines and blemishes are completely covered. The texture of your skin becomes smoother, finer looking. It's light as a summer breeze on your face, yet it clings four hours and longer. Ask your dealer for Lady Esther Bridal Pink Face Powder. Accept no other shade, for no shade can give you that radiant, fascinating look of a woman in love, like Lady Esther Bridal Pink. presents the second act of The Voice of Bugle Ann, starring Noah Beery, Jr., Martha O'Driscoll, and Lionel Barrymore. Well, it ain't no secret what happened that night. It all come out in the trial. But when the district attorney started screaming murder, it, it just didn't seem to bother Paul none at all. 
He just sat there kind of calm and quiet-like. And then when they put him up on the stand... Mr. Davis, is it true that when you went to Mr. Terry's home that night, you were armed? That's correct. You were prepared to kill? I told him if he harmed Bugle Ann, there'd be trouble. You mean you were prepared to kill a man because of a dog? Now, wait a minute. I guess you never owned Answer my question. Well, I am answering it. Kind of answers itself to anybody that ever owned a hound and loved it the way I love Bugle Ann. Order, order. Judge, Your Honor... Maybe you remember what Senator Vest said about a dog. He was a lawyer, and he said what he had to say in court, just the same as I'm talking now. I don't know as I remember it right, all, but the gist of it was something like this. A man's best friend may turn against him and become his enemy. His son or daughter that he's reared with love and care may prove ungrateful. Money that a man has, he may lose. Those we trust with our happiness and our good name may become traitors to their faith. The one absolutely unselfish friend that man can have in this selfish world, and the, the, the one that never deserts him, the one that never proves ungrateful or treacherous, is his dog. A man's dog stands by him in prosperity and in poverty, in health and in sickness. He guards the sleep of his pauper master just as if he was a prince. When riches take wing and reputation falls, he is as constant in his love as the sun in its journey through the heavens. And when the last scene of all comes, and death takes the master in its embrace, and his body's laid away in the cold ground, no matter if all other friends pursue their way, there by the graveside will be the noble dog found, his head between his paws, his eyes sad, but open in alert watchfulness, faithful and true even to death. Your Honor, I'd kill a man if he killed my friend without a reason. And a hound is as much a friend as any man. Which I accept he ain't got none of a man's fault. Yes, sir. I ain't denying I killed Jake Terry because he killed Bugle Ann. I didn't want to do it, but I just had to. Thank you, sir. That's all. The jury's been out a long time now, Spring. If we only knew... Oh, no use taking on about it, Cal. Reckon there's only one thing that jury can do. Seeing as, as I did kill him, I didn't deny it, no. Well, they might take into account how you was provoked, and Terry had a gun, too. He was aiming to shoot. He'd have killed you, Spring, if you hadn't give him the death shot oh, first. don't you worry about me. Now I'll be all right. Benji, I'm thinking of. Uh, 
You do what you can for him, will you, Cal? You know I will, Spring. And tell Benji that Camden's a mighty fine gal, and, and, and as I hope, someday it'll work out for him. I'm going to miss you, Spring. Ah, oh, Sean, I don't feel bad. It's all right. There ain't nothing. Ready, Davis? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Okay, come along. Jury's in. <laughs> tried and found guilty by a jury of your peers, you are hereby sentenced to the state's prison to serve a period of 20 years. This court's adjourned. That was an awful bad time for me. Pa up there in Jeff City and Camden gone too. After the trial, she just disappeared. Didn't nobody know where she'd gone off to, so I tried to forget her. I worked the farm all day and tried to sleep nights. Over three years, almost four, till the day I got the telegram. And I rushed right over to Cal Royster's place and I pounded on the door. I yelled, Cal! Hey, Cal, where are you? Open up! Hello, Benji. What's on your mind? Cal, I just got a telegram. They're letting him out. He'll be home tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. What's the matter, Cal? Ain't you glad? Sure am, Benji. Sure am. I'm mighty glad, but I was just fixing to come over and see you. Got something here I want to show you. Look. That... that dog collar. I watched your paw make that collar yourself. It's bugle hands, all right. How'd you come by it, Cal? Found it up in the timber. On a fence. And bugle Ann? She was hanging there, too. What the weathered left of her. Then, then Terry didn't kill her. Now, what you aiming to do about it? Oh, nothing, I guess. Ain't much I can do. But maybe we'd better not tell Pa. It wouldn't do no use now. No, no, no use at all. Your Pa thinks she's dead, and we better just let it rest right there. Don't believe it yet. These last four years, I kept telling myself... Oh, sure. Just let me get these work clothes on. You'll never know I was away. Let's see now. Where's my galluses? Used to keep them right here in the bureau drawer. They're not in there, Pa. Benji, you've been messing with my... Pa. This collar. You never told me... take it easy, Spring. Take it easy. Where'd you find it? Where? Up in Bachelor's Timber. She was caught on a fence. Caught on a fence. Then Jacob Terry never did it. Paul, you don't think anyone's blaming you. Up there in Jeff City, I used to hear her. At first, I, th- I thought it was just a dream. But I used to hear her so plain and clear. And I said to myself, if I could only be sure... If I could only be sure that Terry hadn't killed her. Oh, Pa, don't go thinking things. Bugle Ann is dead. Well, maybe she is, and maybe she ain't. You know, weather seems to me just right. Not too wet, not too dry. What are you going to do? 
Benji, you better look to the hounds. I reckon we'll be going out tonight. That's a beeline fox, sure enough. Don't let no crops grow into his feet. Spring, you bring your bugle along. What you figure to do with that? Well, that's kind of plain, Cal. Soon as I hear bugle hand, I'm going to blow her in. Pa, it ain't no use. I tell you, you're just going to... Shh, shh. Listen. Benji? Wouldn't you say that's bugle hand? No, no, it ain't. It's just a dog. An Armstrong hound. <laughs> no Armstrong ever had that kind of music in him. Spring, I tell you, it's just, just a kind of an echo. She's real close now. I reckon I'll just blow. I never done that. I never give nobody else leave to... Who done that? Who blew her in? I did, Mr. Davis. Well, I'll be... It's a girl. Camden. Camden Terry. Hello, Benji. It's good to see you. Camden, I... I don't understand. You will, Benji. She's coming in now. Here she is. Good girl. That hound. What hound is that? I raised her, Mr. Davis. But it's got her voice. Yes, I know. I used to hear her. Camden, what's it all about? She's hers, Benji. She's Bugle Ann's. She's by Proctor's pride out of Bugle Ann. Bugle Ann never had no pups. I think maybe you'd better let me explain. Go on, miss. My father never killed Bugle Ann. We all know that. I hated my father. I was leaving home that night. When I drove the fort out of the yard, I... Bugle Ann was running past the gate. I... I couldn't see her in the dark. It happened so fast that I... You ran over her? She was still alive when I picked her up. But I was afraid there'd be trouble over her being hurt. That must have been when I hurt her hip. So I took her up to Jackson County, to my mother's folks. and nursed her back to health. Camden, why didn't you let me know? Well, after the... After what happened that night, I was, I was afraid it might go worse for your father if the jury knew that Bugle Ann wasn't even dead. Go on, Miss Camden, please. When Bugle Ann got well, I... I bred her to Proctor's Pride. There were five pups. This was the only one like her. Benji, I got this set. Sure, Paul. You said right here. Miss Camden, what happened to, to her? She left one night after the puppies were weaned. I never saw her again. I always thought she'd been killed trying to get back to you. She's dead, then. Bugle Ann's dead. Now, Spring, you mustn't take it too hard. There's other dogs, Pa. You think there'll be another dog for me? I... I tried to raise this one for you, Mr. Davis. I... I trained her to the bugle, too. Just like her maw. She's a good dog, sir. She's sweet and gentle. Maybe if you'd just pet her a bit. 
Kind of looks like that little hound's begging you, Paul. Why, sure, now spring she's took a shine to you. She likes you, Mr. Davis. If you just give her a chance. Oh, please, Paul. <laughs> Miss Camden, uh, what do you call this hound? Little lady. Little lady, huh? Bugles Ann's little lady, huh? Benji, help me up. What you aiming to do, Pa? Well, ain't she Bugle Ann's? Uh, ain't the weather just right? I reckon I'm going to let her run, Benji. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to let her run. Yes, Barrymore, Noah Berry Jr., and Martha O'Driscoll. We hope you will be back with us soon again. You can count on us, Mr. Myers. For that matter, you can count on every actor and actress in Hollywood, because we all know the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund in its country house, a work made largely possible by this radio program. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities. Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss O'Driscoll. Ladies, are you trying to do too much for your skin? Are you using too many different kinds of preparations? That's a real mistake and the cause of many skin troubles. For nature never intended you to use one thing to clean the skin, another to soften the skin, one thing to open the pores, another to close the pores. Under such treatment, the pore openings finally refuse to function and remain wide open. All your skin needs is one cream. One cream that cleans it thoroughly, that softens the texture and helps refine the pores, that absorbs the dry particles nature is constantly throwing off, dry clinging flakes that ruin the effect of makeup. Lady Esther Face Cream, this one cream by itself, does all the four things your skin needs most. A single application leaves your skin so clean and fresh...